you are listening to the Inclusion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Noby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes premiere every other Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, anywhere you get your podcasts. Happy 2024, everyone. We're excited to bring you a brand new season of Collision Revolution Radio Podcast. My name is Nobi Craven. I'm your host for today's episode. Today, I'm thrilled we have a truly inspiring individual on our show, Matthew Boroff. He's a remarkable 21-year-old Special Olympics Great Britain athlete New York, England. Not only has he achieved level one tennis coaching certification, but has also earned the title of York Sports Young Disability Sports Person of the Year in both 2019 and 2022. Matthew's passion for tennis goes beyond personal success as he dedicates his time to assist young people and adults with special needs in learning the sport. His journey includes an amazing performance at last year's World Games in Berlin, where he won the gold in men's single and bronze in the mixed doubles. Thank you so much for joining us today, Matthew. Welcome to the Closing Revolution Radio Podcast. Hi, Novi. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm absolutely excited to be here. Now I'm going to ask you some questions. Do you okay. share with our listeners a bit about yourself and how your journey as a Special Olympics Great Britain athlete. Yeah, of course. Um, so um, it all started from when I was like very little that I first of all started playing a lot of mainstream sports with like football, I played, um, which is soccer. Um, I played cricket actually and uh, another bit I played, I actually played judo when I was a little bit younger. And like, I didn't really like follow instructions because um, they didn't really like, at the time they didn't really understand like disability sports. So um, I, I found it a little bit hard to like, you know, play sports that were team sports with like uh, soccer. Then a few, I think I was about 12. I uh, My mom applied for this. Um, she found this on social media. She found a, a tennis um group of training with uh, special needs um, and it was part of Special Olympic City of York and um, I gave it a go to see how, what it was um, what it was like and at first I wasn't really that great like the tennis ball kept going over the roof and like at first I, like I didn't really understand the sport then but um, I, I think when as I got like a lot older I got into to it more like I when I was 15, I competed in the um, Special Olympics uh, National Games, which was in Sheffield in 2017. And I was 15 at the time. And um, that was my first like um, Olympics away from my family. And um, yeah, yeah, at first I was very nervous because it was the first time I've traveled independently for like uh, 15 years. You know, when I went, when I competed in there, I. Uh, I won um, my first ever bronze medal in singles, and then I won gold with um, with uh, my doubles partner Laura 
who's also from York. And that was kind of like how it started, really, how I got into tennis, because just from winning those medals gave me a bit of confidence from when I, you know, left school. And then, you know, I wanted to achieve something that was from, that was tennis. And, uh, you know, it, it's been great tennis. It's definitely given me a lot of confidence from just playing the best, greatest sport in the world. Who or what first inspired you to stop playing tennis at a young age? What inspired me? Um, I think my family was one of the reasons because you know, they want you, they want the best out of, out of their child. Like I never thought I was going to be a, a special Olympian world athlete, you know, from just playing tennis because in my hometown, they don't really know what special Olympics is. So I'm trying to like um, inspire the like people who have like uh, special needs, right? And um, get them to do something that they love. Like for me, it was tennis. If they could be completely different for some others. And um, I think what most inspired me was just to keep, keep trying and like, you know, give tennis a go and see where it could lead to. And um, where it's led to recently was, was probably the best summer of my entire life. Um, because I, I honestly, I never thought I, I would get to experience like the opening ceremony and, you know, competing from representing Great Britain um, to, and, you know, to make some, make some good experience, make some good, good memories, you know, memories of a lifetime and, you know, anything can happen if you set your mind to it, you know, it's all about mindset. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think um, just, just, just the whole experience, of tennis has brought so many opportunities. Winning the York Sports Young Disability Sport Person of the Year twice is a credible achievement. How did these awards impact your motivation and involvement in sports? Yeah, um, so I actually got nominated in 2018 for the um, Active York Sports Awards. Um, but that time I didn't I didn't win that because um someone else won it. So I was I was gutted not winning that that for my first time. So then I kind of like um I kind of thought, oh you know what, Alan, I'll try my best next year to to get try and get nominated. I got nominated again in 2019, which was my second uh nomination. Then the then that time I, I won the award and um you know that 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 I was very like happy and like at the same time like just shocked because when you know when they say when they say your name in an award you just can't believe it can't you and it's like oh my gosh like I've won an award this could lead to so many like opportunities and then in a three years ago um, you know because of COVID and lockdown they they um the awards was back in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that 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 was the second time I won an award as well. And funny enough, um, the uh, presenter asked me, "What what what's next for you?" And um, mm -hmm. my answer was to compete in uh, the World Games in Berlin. Sweet. And uh, yeah, and uh, that's happened. And I'm just like, it just like shows you with much determination and the sport that you love um, can lead to so many great. Um, opportunities in life yes absolutely mm. you competed in level one tennis coaching what inspired you to pursue coaching and how does it feel to help young people with young people and adults with intellectual disabilities learn to play tennis 
Yeah, good question. Um, so I think it started with one of my coaches to um, that told me to, um, you know, give level one coaching a try and, you know, qualify as a level one coach because that just means that you, you, you're a coaching assistant, but someone's leading the coaching. Um, so um, recently um, I've been coaching uh, people that have learning disabilities that go to um, like a special needs school. And um, sometimes on like a, on the odd day, um, they go to a tennis event, uh, like a tennis training event to give it a go and give them some experience and social, um, you know, social experience to, uh, you know, get confident about themselves and, you know, see what they enjoy. You know, it might be tennis or it might be something else. And um, I think because most of the people that have special needs know me very well, um, that they that they, you know, they just enjoy having a, a rally with me in tennis, just just hitting it back to each other. And, you, you know, that, that that makes me smile because because I, I have learning disabilities, too. And um, to help someone else with um, a learning disability, you know, it makes me smile. It makes me feel like I've, I've accomplished something like accomplished um my coaching experience with and to help as many people as I can what was what was your training routine like taking part in Berlin War Games yeah um so we had I think we only had like um the one one or two training sessions in uh, Berlin um so we had a court to ourselves um and we was actually next to the Special Olympics USA team so I got to meet, um, you know, the likes of Loretta, um, who's uh, who, who was there next to us, and uh, we we she was talking to us uh, GB and saying that she's been like playing mm-hmm. for a long time at the Special Olympics, um, like since 1969, I think she said, and you know, because she played tennis too, I was quite excited to meet her. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that that was. Um, yeah, it was, not, it was good to meet the USA team. Having spoken to primary schools across England following your success in Berlin, can you tell me what kind of message you shared to inspire your audience? Of course. Um, so I basically um, presented, it first started when I was still at college, um, um, when I was still a bit younger. It was in lockdown, actually, because, we, you know, we had our Zoom sessions and um, I thought to myself, why not I make a motivational speaker, um, a motivational speech, sorry, and um, and see where it can go from, you know, because something I'm quite passionate about because, um, you know, I struggle at school a bit with my, with um, you know, just because of my, like, learning disabilities, I've only had to make friends there. And, um, you know, it, I was at a mainstream school, so I didn't really... I didn't really felt like I fitted in properly. So from coming from that, um, I decided two years later, um, I I, sh- I think I'll make a motivational speech for uh, disability rights. And um, I've been like telling them my story about um, from school to where I am now and um, use that to um, a, a lot of primary schools in England and... Um, See, see what where that can go. But actually, because my, my auntie's a head a teacher at one of the uh, schools that I went to, and um, lots of kids um, came up to me and just said to me, 
thank you know like i'm glad that i'm not the only one that's alone you know and when someone says that to you it's just it just makes your day feel a lot more better because you felt you know i'm kind of educating the kids that you know um having a disability doesn't mean doesn't stop you from achieving so many um opportunities in life you know you can still do the things that people without a disability you know right. can. and so i'm getting that message out and you know I, I even tell my my work colleagues as well like you can achieve anything you set your mind to because i work at a cafe with a that have a learning disabilities so right. I, I i i want to inspire lots of people to uh achieve their uh, dreams basically and um yeah, I, I still have like dreams after Berlin, you know. I'm you know right. I'm hoping to make a uh, documentary with um the team that are from the United Response, but well, that's where I am now, um, currently. And you know, I want I want to share my story, not just in England, but in the USA right. as well. You have accomplished so much. What is your next goal as both an athlete and in a coach? So I think my next goal is to, um, well, I think because there's this um, tournament that I'm going to be doing in Leeds, and um, that 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 kind of, and if you like come first or second, you get a chance to play at Wimbledon, and um, you, that you know I've been to Wimbledon. I went to Wimbledon last year and um, mm-hmm. saw Novak Djokovic play at Alcaraz, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful facility there. You know, um, and you know, I've you know, with the right mindset and everything, you never know. Like, you just got to try your best to, um, yeah. you know, to come first or second, and you know, you get that opportunity to play Wimbledon. And you know, um, to even like try to you know get the chance to qualify for that, it's amazing. But uh, I think my second goal would be. Um, you know, trying to be a motivational speaker in around, around you know, around the UK and, and everywhere else to, uh, you know, try and get a story out there right. and plan that documentary um, about myself and inspire so many athletes and, you know, many other people around the world that, you know, can think if he can do it, I can do it, you know. Exactly. You know, a lot of people, and when you talk about how special it is to change your life, and how special it can, you know, change anybody's life, it's definitely a way that you can express people that don't know a lot about special Olympics. Yeah. So that's... when I talk about special Olympics, it's the same thing. I'm like, people are like, special Olympics. What do you mean special Olympics? And I'm like, okay, this is how you. This is just special. What special Olympics is all about? And they're like, by the, by the end of the conversation, they're like, huh. Hmm. And how do I get involved? And so that definitely says a whole lot because mm. you know people don't think about Special Olympics as a unified sport, but definitely there's a unified sport within Special Olympics. Absolutely. How has been how has being a Special Olympics athlete and coach influenced your personal growth and outlook on life? Good question. Um, <laughs> I yeah, definitely. Um, so being part of a team, a special Olympics team, it's like a family, isn't it? And you know, um, you 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 you're with these um, so many athletes around you that you feel like you're not alone, and that 
you know you can talk to someone and um you you kind of like a team together and um it's definitely helped me um be a bit more like um you know growth i i feel like i've i've grown up since uh I've been a part of Special Olympics because I think without it, I'm not sure if I'd be where I am right now. Um, you know, right. same thing, same thing, right? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, I definitely would, I definitely wouldn't know where I'd be. And you know, my my parents have been so encouraging to me that you know they want me to you know be happy, and um, I feel like uh, you know accomplishing, especially being part of the GB and the world. Um, that it's definitely brought my confidence up to a higher level. And um, I'm literally, I'm like, because I used to be really shy and now I'm like a bit of a social butterfly now. Like, <laughs> I, even, I can't even stop talking if I talk about like Special Olympics. I'm right. too same excited. Thing here, same thing here. Same yeah. thing here. Definitely. So I even talk I'm about a person, I would personally, if you meet me, I will talk you off. But when you know, talk about Special Olympics, I can tell you about everything about Special Olympics. Definitely yeah. that's, this is a whole lot because, you know, a lot of people are shy when they meet me and they're like, by the time they're in, in the conversation, they're like, my, my, you're very outgoing. <laughs> um, definitely amazing. And what advice can you give to athletes that, have, that, you, that you have coached in terms of competing at the highest level? So what would I give my advice to the co the, the players? Players, athletes yeah. that, you, um, that, you, that you have coached. Hmm. I think um, my advice would be um, dream the impossible as, as me and my mom always say to each other so it's like you know you can do anything that you set your mind to and where you want to go and um, you know if tennis is the right direction for you do something like go to these tournaments get your, get your um, name heard get your voice heard and it can lead you to so many excellent paths, you know. It, it, it could even lead you to, like, Olympics or Paralympics or even Special Olympics, you know, because, um, you, you know, these these are opportunities of a lifetime, I think. And, you know, when you feel like you've um, dreamt the impossible, like, you, you just think to yourself, I've done it. I've, I've, I've achieved what I wanted to do. Now I've got other things to uh, plan, you know, and my players i just think go with go with you got and do what makes you happy matthew can you tell us what inclusion means to you yes i can yeah um i think for me inclusion is accepting people's um differences and um, you know let them be part of you know any any um thing that they're that they enjoy like sports let them in, let them be included by sports um you know um i i think because i've been part of a, a disability sports um you know i i think now that um if if someone that has a disability you know they can go to a, a mainstream sports you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if they're if they're different you know everyone's different in their own way because the world would be boring if it was different right Thank you, Matthew, for joining today's episode of Inclusion Revolution Radio Podcast. Your journey as a Special Olympics Great Britain athlete and coach is truly inspiring, and we appreciate you sharing your experience with our listeners. Thank you for listening to Inclusion Revolution Radio. Don't forget to subscribe.
Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.